You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Netflix is desperate to save itself, so we're going to try to help them out by reviewing Stranger Things. Uh, it's wild, Taylor. Like the Netflix is in so much financial trouble, apparently. Are and they in a downward spiral? I, I guess so. Too closely. Isn't this like? Isn't this kind of expected? Because their business model has never made any sense. Well, as long as we've been on the air, we've been trying to understand how they make any money. And uh, so, like, yeah, I'm not surprised. I um, I did see a headline about the new Ryan Gosling and uh, I forget who else is in it. But it's supposed to be this, like, mega um, multi-million dollar, like, I think, like, over a hundred million dollar project. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be, like, Netflix's tentpole movie for the summer. And apparently it's just awful. Like, it's yeah. a B-level, made-for-TV movie. Netflix has not had a lot of luck with their movies really hitting in the way they want them to. Like, you get the odd one that's, like, a Netflix original, or Netflix has purchased it, and so it gets nominated for, for Oscars and stuff. But for the most part, they are having a hard time with movies. It's been their shows that, for the longest time, were, like, fantastic. Like, they would roll out these shows... And they all would do really well. They had all those original Marvel shows, Stranger Things, obviously. And now it's just, they're so, it's like they're so desperate. They had to separate Stranger Things into two parts for this season in order to get you to come, keep subscribing and come back in July. Just for that (laughs) extra month. You know what I mean? It's not even like they were doing... um, like one episode a week over several, like over the summer. It's literally like drop in May, drop in July. You're not well, even really funny. spreading it out yeah. all that much. Because that's been that's been Netflix's model is the binge. We're going to drop yeah. the stuff over one weekend and people binge stuff. Whereas Disney Plus has been going with, they released the first two episodes of their series and then do weekly. Like which cable. is what they did like with, oh, yeah, like kind of, yeah, kind of exactly like what Cable was doing. And that's what Obi-Wan Kenobi is. That's another series that I streamed the first two episodes of this weekend on Disney Plus because I was very curious because the Star Wars shows are all over the place. So I was very, very curious about it. Um, and they, they did that, that here's the first two episodes, get you kind of interested, and then you'll, you'll watch it weekly is what that their hope is. Um, and I, I love binging, but I do think there is something to be said about building that anticipation on it. Uh, watching something slowly over time while yeah. um um very quickly mike the movie that i was just talking about is called the gray man oh yes okay i saw, I saw spy, that. spy thriller with ryan gosling and chris evans and it is gonna drop in movie theaters in july and then um a couple like a week later it will come to netflix right but yeah. i don't know if people have seen screeners or if they've seen um uh, just the trailer maybe, but over the weekend people were tweeting about like, it just looks 
bad. Like the cinematography, the lighting, like it looks like a made for TV movie. Yeah. I know like a teaser or a trailer dropped this weekend because I remember seeing sort of bits of it here and there. I didn't watch the full thing. Um, but yeah, I definitely saw that. Oh yeah, that, that, what is that? Um, but didn't, uh, didn't click on it. So there you go. They didn't even get me interested enough to click on it to learn more. Poor Netflix. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, it just, it's never made sense. They spend so much money on these shows and they produce things originally, but like their product has a limitation to the amount of people that can really purchase it because they don't do advertising. They don't have a no. second source of revenue like it's it's the one thing i learned and always did with budgeting multiple sources of revenue you fail well you have one amazon amazon has like is a mall plus they make tv disney is everything everything plus they make tv but that's why they're so successful uh think of google has like a phone now and laptops and apple and all the things they do like people always Look at it being like, oh, they're, you know, it's horrible that these big businesses have this, that, and the other, but they're doing it the right way. Your business is going to be very successful or your project, whatever you're doing. And I know it was the same when I was running my theater company, we were the healthiest when we had multiple revenue sources of revenue. It wasn't just, we're counting on one thing to save us or one type of one, one play the week of, yeah, this one will make or break us. No, you have multiple sources of revenue. So if something bad happens, you've got that backup. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Netflix. I'm fa- I've been fascinated by their model to begin with. Um, but if there is one thing that can bring people back, I do think it's Stranger Things. It's still extremely yes. popular. Even though it's been on hiatus for... But yeah. it's like a century. We'll so get into that with my review, with, like my yes. review of it. <laughs> yes, but we're gonna we're gonna we'll walk to, through it. We'll get to it. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna talk about Stranger Things Netflix. Here's the question. Much all episode. <laughs> Here's the question, Mike. Are we going to stay away from spoilers? Because it literally dropped this weekend, and not everyone is uh, demented like us, and we'll sit down. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of our fans probably binged it, but also like normal people probably were out enjoying the sun. So are we going to try to I think we have to, like... to talk some spoilers. I think, I think a little I don't bit. Know, I don't know if I have anything to say other than to comment on the things that happened. Right. <laughs> you know, like we can talk about the lighting or the cinematography or like all these the other writing. like but the writing. Like we talk about all those things that we want to, but. I don't know. Um, All right, so I, yeah, warning, I think we need to do spoilers. Yeah, it'll we're, be we're doing light, spoilers. We'll do light spoilers. How's that as a yes. compromise? Yes, sure. And light to spoilers. be fair, Mike, I only watched four episodes. How many did you get to? Oh, just four. Yeah. Just the four so, that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We're not going to, it's not like we're going to spoil like the ending of the show. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> like, no. We, we, we decided, and this was your suggestion, Taylor, to set the limitation of let's just do four because we can't possibly be expected to watch more. Like, I think I started watching the fifth episode, but again, I did. I wanted to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. I had other things to do. I can't just sit in front of the television all weekend. Um, so yeah, I just watched the first four episodes and that's what we'll talk about today. Um, and then we'll, you know, at a later date, we'll come back and wrap up this first part and also preview and talk about the second part. Cause I guess it's only two episodes, right? It's the two longer episodes that they're releasing yeah. in July. Is that and- 
the articles are making it sound like each episode might be like two hours long. So in a sense, it's four. This is, (laughs) this is the, um, I don't understand why they didn't just break it up into smaller episodes, but I guess like you can do whatever you want. It's streaming. It's not and like it's on They wanted to do nine. Like they they always do eight or nine episodes. Yeah. So I think they wanted to stick to that. But yeah, I guess it is. They could do whatever they want because it's streaming. And um, like you can pause it at any point. You can make it four episodes. But I think it is kind of weird how they decided. I thought it was going to be like half and half. But again, it's Netflix. That would make way too much sense, right, Mike? Yeah, I don't know what I don't I don't know what their thought process was there, because, other than thinking, oh, the last two episodes are so long that we'll keep those but together. Even if each episode is two hours, that's only four hours of content compared to seven plus hours of content. Yeah. So like, it's not even a clean divide. So Listen, I wonder they're at the end of their rope, Taylor. Okay. They're just trying the everything they is, can. There's going to be another whole season next year. Yeah. Yeah. Are people are treating season year? four. Like it's the last season. No, there's going to be a season five. Season five. <laughs> now I think, I don't know if they mentioned, is that coming out next summer or did they give it? To, I don't Cause I know they've been working on it. I just didn't know if it was going to be a year or two. I'm not sure. Between them, but yeah, we are getting another season. Uh, of, of Stranger Things. Well, yeah, of course people are acting like that. Again, Netflix, it's their only thing. Netflix, really what they have going for them right now is people who are binging The Office and Stranger Things. Like, that's what they have. So... And even, you yeah. know, Bridgerton, people, whoever br- binges Bridgerton has already done it. So, there you go. This really is their their one thing to keep them going. It's, it's going to be so interesting. And I and I really do want to talk about this season. So I'm interested to, to finally talk about it with someone because I don't really know anyone who watches the show. So um, we get to talk about it today, which is awesome. We do have a couple of fan questions. Sweet. Uh, Stranger Things related. So let's, let's get into those. Um, first one comes from Lily, who says, In honor of Stranger Things being the only show that I will never skip the title sequence, is there a show that you never skip the title sequence because it's just too good? That comes from Lily. Yeah, skipping the title sequence is kind of a new thing to streaming. Back back in the day, you couldn't. You just had to sit through it no matter what it was. Um, but now you have the option to skip. So Taylor, are there any shows where you're just like, I'm not going to skip this title sequence because it gets me in the mood? I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, as I always am. I'm often too lazy to click the skip intro button. How could you be too lazy <laughs> to skip the intro button? So like, sometimes I just let it roll. <laughs> Not because I love it, just because I'm too lazy to click a button. So that's like the height of streaming. That like, I won't even click the button. You know, I'm so... Like, I've become my couch. I won't even lift my hand. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, oh. I, Dan and I started, and I'm going to say it wrong. It's Michael Myers' new um, show on Netflix, Penta- Pentaverus. Pentaverus? I don't know. It's like... Um, you mean Mike Mike Myers? Not to be confused with yeah, sorry. serial killer Mike Michael Myers. Myers? Yep. Yeah. Mike Myers' new show on Netflix and it doesn't let you skip the intro and they've made like a meta joke about how like 
this intro is important. It's providing you plot points. Don't click the skip intro button. And so each intro is slightly different. Like the the credits are the same, like the title cards are the same, but the voiceover is different. So I thought that was really funny that they're like speaking to that culture. But um, that is funny. no, like aside, aside from me being too lazy, there isn't, I'm not, yeah, like if anything, uh, intros are too long now. <laughs> so like, it's time to skip. They make it their own thing. You don't, I'm not here for the intro. I know who's in the show. After I see it for the first time, like, let's get to the point. Yeah, um, I think for me, Game of Thrones is the ultimate example where that, I love that intro. And I think it just gets me like. Really? Like, I'm like, wrap the, it up. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, it gears me up and gets me like ready for the show, especially kind of in Game of Thrones heyday where I wouldn't that always music? be able. Yeah. You, and I wouldn't hear the music able. and you were ready. Oh, for sure. Like that music and just like the way it kind of builds to the end like that, that just gets you ready for not knowing what's going to happen. Because when you just don't know who's going to die, who's going to live, it becomes such a like stressful moment, especially if you're really into a show. And because I couldn't always watch it live, um, I've always had the the HBO Crave edition thing. So I would, you know, they would they would post it after it, it airs live. So if I'm I, back when Game of Thrones was on, like I was at rehearsals in the evening. I was like out doing things. Like I didn't have the time. I could come home and just watch it as if it was live, and, and I wouldn't skip the intro even then um, because it would get me into it. I think that to me that's like the ultimate example. And then Star Trek: The Next Generation has one of the best TV intros of all time. So that's the other one. Right? I won't skip that. I just think they're too long. Like Westworld. Like okay, we Westworld has a very the three D printer. Okay, Definitely. whatever. Westworld, but yeah. I will say, Stranger Things does have a good intro with the music and the title. Yeah, I love. Stuff. I love the intro. Of, yeah, of, like they do a good uh, job. Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not wedded to it. The Buffy intro is always good. Oh yeah, like, I don't. Buffy's I don't skip one. the Buffy intro. It's short though. Like that one. That's exactly. The thing, like, the, but yeah, those intros are short. Like Buffy's is so short that it doesn't really, it's like 30 seconds long, whatever. But yeah, and that, they that like one show you the actor, you know, yeah. like old school sitcom style. They show you mm-hmm. who's on the show. These yeah. ones are just like extended, I don't know, like end credit scenes. Like, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. <laughs> I just don't think it's really funny you laying on your couch and just un- unwilling to lift your arm the few inches that would be required to skip something. Yeah. It's like, nah, I'll let it go. I'll let it roll. <laughs> um, next question comes from Josh. And uh, Josh always likes to know before we review of something, how things stand up. So Josh, Josh just wants to know, how does the first few episodes of this season compare to your feelings on the previous seasons of Stranger Things? Um, so yeah, how are you feeling about Stranger Things 4 so far? as it compares to one, two, and three. So I'll get into this more with my review, but I am having a hard time remembering seasons one through three. Like I didn't rewatch anything before jumping into season four. And like we mentioned at the very top of the show, it's been several years since the last season came out because of COVID and everything, right? Mm, Because of COVID. Um, And so my preliminary hold like how's it holding up um i actually 
am liking this more than how I remember liking the first three seasons. Like, oh yeah, I'm show, having a great time with it. This show feels <laughs> different. It feels yeah. like a different show. I, it's it's so, but it is Taylor. That's the thing. That one of the things that I wanted to bring up and talk to you about, is, especially with your your sort of interest in horror films, is I think this is the first season of Stranger Things to me that has transitioned from like. 80s fantasy mystery to sci-fi to yeah yeah and like to, to being a horror yeah series because some of the stuff that happens to certain individuals i don't know if we can even spoil that because it happens all throughout the, the four episodes but what's happening to to certain individuals is like the first time i saw it i was like wow that's horrific. very scary like yeah imagery... like that's that's terrifying the imagery is much scarier. And I don't remember being like scared or like unnerved with the other seasons. Like for me, the other seasons felt much more sci-fi-y than paranormal. And this season feels much more paranormal. And maybe like, I don't know, maybe a lot of the lo- the, the upside down lore, like, you know, like... Mm. Um, the the canon or whatever like the the mythos that they're creating maybe a lot of it went over my head but this is the first season that actually like makes sense to me you know what i mean i'm like okay like yep you might you might just not be remembering but maybe i don't know but like everything i'm like yep that's lining up like okay like yeah i'm following along like there's still plot points I think are stupid, which we'll get into <laughs> with the review. Um, I think we're treading into ensemble, the pitfalls of having an ensemble cast this right. season. You, you have to send people off to different adventures. Yeah, and to do different do things. Yes, yes. And like, totally. and like I mentioned um, last week when we read the headline about the long episodes or whatever, um, you end up spending time with characters you don't particularly like, you know, like plot points you don't particularly care about. Um, but I can discuss some of that, like without giving yeah. away spoilers. Yeah. But um, essentially, we have three different locations this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm really which, only interested in one. <laughs> which I do think this is the first, like, this is the first time they've really done that. Because the yeah. first three seasons almost primarily took place in in Hawkins, and I or think the upside the down only or the upside down, um, and I think the only season that that I had trouble with is season two, where they sent L like L went off to like a different place and joined a gang for a bit. Like yeah. that to me was the <laughs> roughest stretch of the series. But to me, yeah, like Stranger Things four so far, it's right up there to me with with three and one like i think i liked last season a lot um and this season i'm really enjoying as well so season two there is just a bit of a stumble point for me like Um, okay here's here here's the thing mike season three and i don't think like let's face it we're gonna have to do some spoilers because if you haven't seen seasons one through three this isn't the episode for you oh yeah we we have to spoil yes yeah (laughs) We have to, I'll, I'll, let's just make that very clear now. Seasons one through three They're are, fair are game. spoilers. They're fair game. We will have light spoilers of season four. So. Yeah. So do we ever find out, like, I know why the Russians were underneath the mall in season yeah. three, 
But do we ever find out, like, how did they get there? We've never found out how they got there. No. Like, um, and were they there the whole time? No, they were not there the whole time. Okay. That was new. They came. So what we did learn was that when the mall was being constructed, they used that as kind of their cover way to cover and to get in there because there's so much activity. And because back then in the United States, these massive malls were like kind of new. There was yeah. like so much like busyness around it that like people were just not paying attention. And they, and they so were, they, didn't mention that. they were trying to, um, harness the upside down. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And keep it open. Right. Yeah, can keep that crack open. But that didn't have anything to do with Elle's powers. Well, so no, Elle's like they powers, didn't know she was a trained assassin. They had zero. They had zero ideas that Elle even existed. Okay. All they knew, they only knew about the upside down, and it was this. Yeah, that other the the scientists and groups that have created from a Cold War perspective, the yeah. plot point would have made more sense if they were trying to steal L. But I'll you know as I'll take my historian hat off <laughs> and uh, let that slide. Well, but, I think uh, I think the idea was you've got the states and you've got the Soviets who are both they understand and know something exists, but they have a different understanding of it. And they're in a race that, uh, to Yeah, and that I found super it. believable because the 80s was not an age of information sharing, especially in the middle of a Cold War. Like, they didn't even know much about each other's cultures. Like, it was This that is why, like, Mike, how the heck did all those Russians get under an American mall? That's a great question. That is very hard for me to suspend my disbelief. Again, as a historian of the Cold War... I think how the heck in their little in their little outfits, their little Soviet army outfits. In well, America. I don't think. Okay, first of all, I don't think they were all in uniform, <laughs> like walking over the border coming in. But I will say the one thing they do. It was kind of a quick line, but the one thing they do to address it was um, when that military general, who I think is going to cause a lot of trouble, uh, visits um, um, Rob Reiner's character um, and. Because he's 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 the one who um, he's the one who's like one of the the scientists who who is controlling L, and he's the one who who you know takes her on an adventure. This series, he, the nicer one, not the nicer the, one, yeah, not the, the evil nicer one. one, not the evil guy, the yeah. nice one, the one not who's it. not called Papa or whatever. Yeah. So he <laughs> the when that when that general came to him, he said to the general like, "Well, I've actually been like fired." So I'm not going to help you. The general right. was like, well, yeah, a bunch of Russians got into the States under your watch. So of course you've been fired. Like there was that little exchange. Right. But it was like, yeah, that was a ridiculous thing that you let happen. And right. we, of course we're going to fire you. So I kind of like that they did throw to that a little bit. Like it was a very quick moment while they were arguing on the couch. But that was when like the helicopter showed up at his house and all that. So they, they did kind of address it in that sense of like clearly he was the scapegoat. And whoever made that decision felt the way you did, Taylor. Like you, you were the general saying someone, someone's got to pay for this. Someone do something <laughs> because I, this is ridiculous. That was a that was a big plot hole. So with that uh, that being cleared up for me, Mike, should we dive right in or does Let's Josh do it. have some more Let's, questions? For no, me? no, that was the only one for Josh, and that's those are our fan questions this okay. week. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's dive right into Stranger Things. We should part cue four. the music. The um, Yes, we should. We definitely should. If, if I if I if I felt like it, it's in there. If not, you know I got lazy. Um, so yeah, let's talk some Stranger Things. Um, I, I mean, I just want to say 
very quickly that I have very much enjoyed these four episodes. Me too. And I kind of really like the binging of them. They are. Like, I don't know. I watched the four and like you, Mike, I, I didn't start the fifth one, but I was like, Maybe I'll start the fifth one. Yeah. And Dan was yeah, like, was you like, just watched four. And I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> shame to I, not. So I watched, I watched two one. and two. Like I watched one night, I watched two. Right. And then I was like, no, stop. You're going to, you're going <laughs> to give it up to, like, you're going to go through this way too fast. So the next night I watched two more and then I'm like, ah, I'll start number five. And I started it. But then about five minutes in, I decided, you know what? You've already watched four of these. Save save it for like a night when you really because recently I've been having a hard time Taylor finding stuff to watch. Yeah, like I have. I've had I've been having a real tough time. I've been really busy too, and there's I've just been not in the mood for anything. So when I find something I really like, I want to save it. So I stopped yeah. myself from continuing on. Well, more. good self control. Yeah. Well, good on you. Got to have self control over at least one aspect of my life. I mean, that's binging <laughs> shows. So I was able to do not the binge two eating, two. but binge shows no, you got that no. under control <laughs> exactly exactly i've got the show portion now i'll still eat snacks while i'm not watching that exactly but, but regardless um but yeah i i've really really enjoyed binging them and i felt that they've they like watching it from episode to episode that i keep this show's always done a great job of keeping my attention and has done a great job of keeping me coming back and interested in coming back and seeing where things are going like there's certain things that happen that for also the first time in this series, I actually feared for individuals' lives. The like stakes the are higher. Time. Yes. The stakes are it, higher it, this season. It felt higher, especially when the, the stuff started happening. And basically, like, okay, without giving away exactly what happened, it's basically like body horror stuff is happening right on screen. And yeah. I, that was the moment where I was like, I think we're in a different, like, I think it's a different game now. I think it's the, the, all bets might be off here because this is not what I was expecting to see. No, but um, can we address the elephant in the room with the kids looking like they're... Oh, well, okay, why is that the elephant in the, in the well, room? Well, it's what everything, look like look, all the twi- <laughs> like, that's what everything on Twitter is like. They well, look like divorcees. Now. So for me, in terms of continuity, and I know like this is completely out of the fil- the the producers hands you know what i mean like they wanted to stay with the original cast which was the right thing to do i get it yes I. but um puberty hit and it hit pretty hard and so from for continuity it was hard for me to know where we were in the timeline right well like, okay now hold on let's 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 dissect this a little bit let's let's look at them logically here because i would still argue a lot of them still look like high school students sadie or at like, least they um, did a good job Yes, Max. Sadie, yeah, Max, still, even though she's much older, they did a good job of making her look like she was in high school. Like, they did a very good job. And I still think now, okay, it's a little bit touch and go, but the guy who plays Will, his voice is, like, cracking sometimes. He and looks, you can tell he that looks he looks appropriate. Like, I would, um, yeah, I would argue Will and Max look, like, like young. And Mike. even Lucas... Like, I think Lucas still, as much as he's, like, he's super tall now, he's still, and like, muscular. when he was playing, he's got his yeah, he's, yeah he's, got the, he's got the muscles going, too. Like, he's definitely growing up. But to me, it's like, well, that that could be a, a high school basketball player. Like, I thought, especially when he was wearing, like, the old school basketball gear, I was like, yeah, I could believe he's younger. Like, I could believe that. I guess and, uh, and Mike looks like, like a tree. 
<laughs> like he's just, just so skinny or my so tall. Yeah, like Finn Wolfhard just like he's got nothing to him. Like a gust yeah. of wind is gonna take him away. But I guess um the thing is so like less more so like to be fair, they I, I don't think they look like adults. I think they still look like teens. Um, just in social media, that's what everyone's saying. They all yeah, look, they sure. look like they're on their second divorce. Well, yada, yada. the guy who plays Dustin's getting some facial hair, and he's he definitely well, started. The guy it. that plays Will's brother, mm. um, Jonathan. Jonathan, he's looking quite. Jonathan looks like he's in his 30s. Yeah. And, and life's been rough. And <laughs> like Nancy, like, like, Nancy's looking, like, much older. And again, from continuity, for this might be just my memory playing tricks on me. I thought Nancy had already graduated. Because um, in the last season, she was working an internship at a newspaper. The, it's because last season took over place over the summer. Okay, see, That's this why is why I was so was confused. Because... The way the kids looked and like it wasn't clear to me that this is only like a few weeks after summer, but it's not a few weeks after summer because they played a whole championship. So it must be the end of the school year. I think it's, yeah, I think it's taking place in March. I think so like several months April. have elapsed. Yes. Yes. Like so since the last season, year. almost all school year. And I will say again, the other thing that it like gets willing suspension dis- disbelief because you're absolutely right. They, they do all, look older. They, all they don't look older. like they're in grade nine anymore. <laughs> but I will say that this is the age where people age quite fast. Like yeah. one year is significant. The jump between grade nine and grade 10 is huge. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, I'll be honest, that confused me. Because I couldn't yeah. quite remember when like the last season was taking place. I was certain Nancy had graduated, but I guess it's because she was doing a summer internship. Summer internship. Yeah, I think this is, is her Jonathan like, last Jonathan graduated? Year. He's he's graduated, yes. Okay. Um, Jonathan and Steve have graduated. Got it. Okay. Um, and so has Robin. No, Robin's still at school. Robin's yeah. in, in has one more year Maybe left. Great. And Nancy has another year. Right. They're uh, like in their twelfth year or whatever. Yeah. Is it twelve in, in America? I don't know. Yeah, I think they go to grade twelve. Okay, that's what I thought. So. They're getting ready for their university or their college or whatever. Yes. Um okay, so again, with that cleared up for me. What are your feelings about the new characters this season? Well, I mean, mixed feelings about them just overall as as people. Um, what I do like, one of the comments, one of the things I wrote down in my notes to talk about was, I have actually really enjoyed how Stranger Things have introduced new characters and given them all things to do and given them some purpose and not just doing it for the sake of it. Um, like, for example, I think, I mean, not that new character, but they've expanded kind of her role. Um, uh, Lucas's sister. Yeah, she's always I think, fun. She's yeah, funny. she's a lot of fun. And I like that they're giving her more to do. Like, she was kind of really, really kind of season three, I guess, was kind of her first big season. And then this year, she had a lot to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reserving my judgment on on where they all go. Like the the basketball kids are just they're horrible. Such I'm not horrible interested people. in the, I'm yeah. not interested and in the basketball just, team at all. They seem to like they seem to be that weird 80s thing where it's like hyper bullies, yeah. which is something that I I guess I mean again I guess existed, but it seems almost too far. There like is a most, lot of bullying this season. 
Yes, and most bullies are doing it for one of two reasons. One, they are so insecure about themselves that they're taking it out on other people. Or two, they're like having a laugh and they don't know they're bullying people. Like the 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 girl who's bullying Elle. In California. In California. Is doing it because she's probably like just having a laugh with her friends, trying to like have a good time, doesn't really see it as bullying, and it's just kind of like, whatever, who cares? It's just this L lady. Like, who cares? Like, I just don't care about her. I'm in my own little bubble. But the the basketball team, to me, seem like they're just being evil. They're like, out they have for to, blood. Like, yeah, like, out for <laughs> blood for almost reason. And I'm like, I don't, well, like, like... Like, we talked about how, like, the stakes are higher this season. Mm-hmm, the stakes yeah. are high enough. You don't need the basketball team hunting them. No. No, like, the basketball team hunting that Dungeons & Dragons guy is is taking up a lot of time that I don't think is necessary. Like, I don't think it's necessary because already we know we're on a time crunch because of Max's character. Like, yes, the supernatural elements time. have already given it a... Yeah. Um, like that makes the stakes so high so like you don't need the human element of things yeah Uh, so i don't really get that um in terms of the just going a little bit backtracking to the new characters i really like the dungeons and dragons guy um i think he is very charismatic on screen like i think he's a very Mm. talented actor and i'm oh yes yes i'm looking forward to seeing where they take his character don't love the stoner sidekick in California to Jonathan. Yeah, I mean the only thing I kind of okay, yes, I He's agree. the comedic relief, I guess. Yeah, that he's the comedic relief. I agree with you that I'm not like a huge fan. What I have found is what they've used him for and giving Jonathan this kind of like little sidekick guy Before has been pretty guess. funny. Yeah, like that's been pretty funny. And the 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 sort of again without giving it away the chase sequence they have with him, I thought was was pretty fun. Like his freakouts are very natural, which is another thing I like about the show. Is because they're all kids, everyone reacts to things the way kids or probably me even would react of just like yelling and screaming yeah. when stuff happens. <laughs> like I, there's nothing I like better in Stranger Things than the dynamic of of uh, Dustin and Steve. Oh, they're the best. Like the two of them. Hands down. Like yelling at each other and just like screaming. I just want to watch them. Yeah, taking over the... the, When Dustin comes in and like takes over the movie place. The video store. Yeah, the video store that he's working. It's just the funniest thing. And I guess what I liked about the the stoner dude was that him and Jonathan were starting to develop some of those characteristics where they were kind of kind of like opposites are not super the same but you know this guy's kind of pulling jonathan in a little bit i think to his stuff but then when the chase sequence happened and everything after his like freak out as to what's going on it kind of grounds the show for me in reality of like oh yeah this isn't normal that they're doing what they're doing you know what i mean like it's yeah there's still like, oh, it's a fantasy. there that don't know yeah all he's still a teenager yeah <laughs> or a guy in his early 20s yeah, or whatever old early 20s, i thought that was stoner yeah, yeah. Him and his pizza van stuff, like, I kind of like. All reserve judgment, but I'm, like, in my mind, I'm, like, again, it's the trap of you have an ensemble cast. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're adding too much. You're adding, like, because, to me, Dustin and, what's the guy's name? The hair. Steve. Steve. Dustin and Steve are the comedic relief already. Oh, for sure. But because you've divided the action, I guess the writers feel now that they need a tension cutter on, like, the other side of things. I feel like. 
it it'll be interesting to see where it goes because I could see it bogging down the plot later yes. on. If it if it's not, you're right. If it's if it's only every once in a while, if it's only just for a little bit of comedic relief, then I I agree it could bog it down. But I do think you nailed on the head why they did it. They needed a they needed a comic relief in that other group because they what's happening something. in California is pretty bleak. <laughs> yes, and they can't, and that's the thing about the show, and I think that's what Stranger Things does well, is they always put bleakness with undercutting comedic yeah. moments, which relieves some of the tension, but also makes the horror and the mystery and the drama stronger when you have a bit of comedy. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, because you had brought up uh, the Dungeons and Dragons guy, I kind of liked, it was only a, a little bit of a mention, but you can tell there's some unspoken tension there. I kind of like the jealousy of Steve like, I, I really like what they've done with Steve, where he's still pining um, over... Or his high school uh, glory days. Yeah, yes. And he he's clearly still has feelings for Nancy. Um, and he was kind of forced to, to change his approach with Robin. And now that Dustin's hanging out with the Dungeons & Dragons guy again, he, he, like, you know, there was a moment where Dustin was like, what, I can't have another older... Male uh, friend. friend or whatever, male friend or whatever. And, and the like, way Steve's he like, I'm not jealous, it. like whatever. And yes, the way yeah. Dustin delivers it is amazing, again. <laughs> um, so I like that. I like those dynamics and I really like what they've done with Steve. Like I think they've turned Steve into a really fun He's great. character. Um, and the actor have, plays him like knocks it out of the park. If people haven't noticed, my favorite plot line is the Hawkins plot line. Yeah, we haven't yeah, even mentioned the third because, plot line. <laughs> so, so we kind of have different things. Without spoiling it, the kind of gist of this season is, if everyone remembers from season three, we kind of have people in different place, places. So the Byers family with uh, L left and have moved um, out of Hawkins. So you have stuff going on in Hawkins, but then you also have what they're up to. Um, the, I can't remember where, where, are, where are they? Where did they move They're to? in a small town remember. in California. They're in a small town. Oh, California. Okay. So you, you kind of got this big separation between them. You've got Elle um, who, who, and Mike who are still together doing the long distance thing. Mike is basically, the plot is Mike's coming out there on a spring break to visit um, with L and, and the Byers family, and then, of course, hijinks ensue. So you kind of have a bunch of different, you've got those two things going on, and then you've also got what's going on with uh, Jim Hopper, uh, who obviously at the end of the last season, people thought, oh, is he dead? But then the post credits seems like he's not. He's been captured in some capacity. And you've got uh, <laughs> you've got Will's mom heading out to, uh, to try to rescue Joyce. Joyce, yes, Joyce, and uh, what's the name of the guy? I honestly, the one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite um, character actors right now on television is that guy. Um, I don't remember his name on the show, but he I don't is a real either. knockout. Like yeah, he, he just is so good in the role, and I've seen him in so many things. Like he's been in a lot of stuff, um, and he's a great character actor. And people would recognize his face if he's in a lot of comedies. He's so good. Um, he he redeems all of those. Like that plot line for me is much better because of him. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm a big fan of him. But I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like again because we know. So we talked about the stakes being higher. However, that plot line for me, the stakes are very low because we they've already brought him hopper back that's not a spoiler that's in the end of the credits 
you know, it was leaked that he was filming the next season, yada, yada. So I don't feel bad about sharing that. So we already know he's been brought back. They didn't bring him back just to kill him off mid-season. No, like, I, I don't Offer think his... Yeah, I don't think his life's necessarily in danger right now. But I, I just think the stakes for me raised in that plot point in the last, like, part, like, the what, three like the last, four episodes. Yeah, the last 15 minutes of yeah, like, like episode what, four or whatever where, it was. where that's been left. <laughs> to me, that raised it a bit. Because but I, you know... I suspect, Mike, that um, they'll be there now until the fifth season. I don't think you think they'll, they'll be stuck. I don't there? think they'll be reunited until the fifth season. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely getting the feeling that they're they're in for kind of a long haul there. I guess there was a part of me that the reason why I was more interested as to everything that happened is I honestly thought this was going to be like a side thing in a season, but it was just to get Hopper back yeah, into town. To the main action. So I, yeah. So I kind of like that they decided to not go I will route. say I didn't expect that. Yes. Because I was kind of yes. with you, Mike. Like I thought like, oh, by episode five, everyone's going to be back together. But instead of bringing people back together, they're putting people farther apart. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like here we are four episodes in and people are like, aside from Mike going to visit, the, everyone is like, pretty spread out and even like the past couple the past, at least the last episode or as things kind of started to um it's hard to talk about these moments without uh without uh but robin spoilers, and nancy went off on their own robin and nancy went off on their own yeah and you've got like the stuff going on with max as we already mentioned and like there was that sense of urgency as too as like everyone's too far apart to help with what's going on so i again i really like that aspect of it like i thought that that was that was pretty good. And again, I like that they share the misery in their characters. Like I felt the first two seasons, Will really took Poor the brunt Will. of everything. <laughs> and then the third season, and I Elle with her nosebleed. Yes, and Elle with nosebleed. And I remember in the third season, they said before it aired, they're like, don't worry, we're giving Will a break. And <laughs> Billy's like, okay, going to be the punching bag. And it's all, yeah, we're going after Billy. Um, so. <laughs> This season, I, again, I kind of like that they have the, the courage as writers to be like, you know what, now we're going to give a moment to Max. And she's I a talented think, like, young actress. She's done excellent. Like, it just really well in the role. It's been great. Like, she kind of gets her big moment in these four episodes, um, which has been, yeah, it's been, it's been excellent. So in terms that. of acting, the only one I would recast, and I'm people might come for me for this, but is um, Mike's character, Finn. Or, Finn Wolfhard? Yeah. I don't think he's that talented. Mike is definitely annoying. defaulting to a lot of annoying tropes. Yeah. Like he's not. And it might be He's writing. not really doing anything different. It might be writing. And that but, might be a character thing. Or again, like like we've talked about before with young actors. They start out sounding and being a, diff- a certain. And they're precocious because they're 11 yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And now he's. And I do like, I think 18. Mike in season one. And Mike now are two very different people. And I do think that it's it's not benefiting the show. Like, I agree with you. That it's just, I think that they're, they, it might be writing. Like, I think they're writing him into certain tropes of all he really does is yell and scream about Eleven. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, like, I felt a little bit that way with Will. But maybe because he's had so much to do in the first two seasons, I was like, it's fine. That they, Will's just kind of there. This season. But the two of them. This season, it feels like they don't know what to do with Mike and Will. But mm-hmm. again, 
the trouble with an ensemble cast when you're spreading yeah. everyone out. That's not to say that in the second half of this season, they're not integral characters. And I saw and, one theory on Twitter saying yeah. that Will will be the key. <laughs> and I do think, like, I think that to me, that will change my impression because it is only the first four episodes. Yeah. Once I've seen nine, I might change my impression completely. And that's true. This is a big picture. It's just here are the impressions through four episodes is that they haven't really given those two a lot to do. Um, and even though there's lots going on in California, the two of them, I feel like have had the least amount of stuff. They're just spinning their wheels waiting for the next yeah. plot. Point. Well, I, I, yeah. And I, I just felt very strongly that they were just like, well, they don't, they just don't have as much going on. That's, dramatic or interesting like you could because l's got her own stuff and that's going to be important to the plot so they had to like pull her away and do a bunch of stuff there but like what what's will and mike got going on like lucas has (laughs) has being pulled in two different directions right dustin's always in the center of the action you right you still got nancy trying to be taken seriously as a reporter you've got jonathan like dealing with his guilt about what to do with his relationship with Nancy. Like there's stuff for everyone, but with Will and Mike, there's not much. <laughs> so I, I think, think they've got it going to work. Better. This might be controversial, Mike, but I think they're uh, getting ready to reveal that Will has a crush on Mike. And that's going to be their dramatic tension. Oh, interesting. I never thought of because it because. The way of the they, stuff like Will was bringing up. Yeah, and like how he painted that photo but wouldn't show um, Elle. And Elle said, I think Will likes a girl, but he won't talk about it. Mm. And and I think that's where some of that, um, you know. But it may just be, um, you know how best, friend, best friends, the relationships evolve. But for some yeah. reason, I feel like they're setting it up. For Will to actually have a crush on Mike. But maybe I am reading way too deeply into the subtext there. But if um, they do that though, if they do that, that would be more interesting to me than what Then just doing like so him far. pining. Yeah, at, like, pining the friendship, which I get. Like because I, I interpreted it that who, way of like, well, friendships evolve. Yeah. And when especially when like your friend has a girlfriend for the first time and like the dynamics change and stuff. But I just I did feel a little bored with that. Like, okay, yeah, we've seen that. But now that you mention that, if you read it that way and they do decide to go that route, like if that's where they're going, that could bring a lot more sort of interesting drama to what's going on there. And that might actually make the first couple episodes worth it in terms of, well, we've got to build up this sort of reveal. Which, the look, yeah, that's you know, yeah, and and that's like a good Easter egg. The drawing, I never even thought of that. Like, yeah, because he he did this painting and he packs it with him when they yeah, leave the I house. Didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're right. And, and again, that is an example of if they do do that, that that's when I'm like, okay, I should have reserved worth the payoff. Yeah, worth the payoff because they've built something and it's okay to take that a little slow because they're going to build up where they're going with it. Um, so yeah, that. I honestly, I never even thought of that. I think that's a good theory. Maybe they'll go that route. We'll see. We'll see. We got um, a couple more episodes to get. Through. We do. We have a couple more episodes. So that, yeah, seasons one, episodes one through four. Um, I've been really happy with it. I'm excited to see where things go. I look forward to revisiting it. I think what we're going to do is when we revisit this, which will be closer to the release of the final two episodes of the season, we're going to do full spoiler 
talk for those. Yeah. Um, for the final the three episodes. Remind yeah, everyone. Will be a month later. Yeah. Yes. Remind everyone of the so plot we'll, points we'll so they're fresh going into the season <laughs> finales. Exactly. We'll go. exactly. One last comment, Mike, because I know we have a couple headlines to get to um, yep. for Not a Great Plan. I, <laughs> again, talking about, we didn't talk about the last new introduced character, Nancy's little sidekick at the very beginning. No spoilers, but Nancy is a little sidekick. I think episodes oh, one too. and yeah. two. Um, yes. And actually the cheerleader um, as well is newly introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. For some reason, like I was so confused about that boy, like the cheerleader to me, like I was on board to, yeah. even though she was new, it made sense to me. I had to mm-hmm. Google whether or not that, little whiny guy was new he is a new character i yes, still have no idea what they were talking about with that car crash was there a car ca- crash last season no i don't i think that was like the trauma uh, is unique to each character yes yes the trauma that each character has gone through is unique to each okay event. and because we haven't met this character before they had to kind of quickly give context to what this character's because at was. first I thought it was they had the shared trauma of being in the mall. Mm. Um, but now I'm realizing, no, it's just like they're separate no, incidences. Yeah, because Max's trauma is Billy being killed. Yeah. Like that, that's clear and we've seen that. But all the new characters, we haven't like seen any of their traumas. We like, don't, don't know if they know were in we, the mall or no, not. Because they're all, they're all new. Um, again, I think they, you know, they did that for very clear reasons to give us new characters, but I, I think that what worked effectively is it really did raise the stakes and it put our characters who we know in what I feel was danger for the first time in this series Yeah, where you really felt like they were in danger. And, and, um, everyone is essentially, given that they all have experienced trauma over the last three seasons, Mm -hmm. anyone is at risk absolutely which is yeah which is which can be scary um yeah we have a few headlines to get to so let's let's play that intro and get to not a great plan before we wrap up this week's episode let's do a head count here your brother the demigod a super soldier a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend a man with breathtaking anger management issues a couple of master assassins and you big fella You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right, it's not a great plan, where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Snow White set photos. First look at live-action Disney princess costume. Not a great plan. Okay, Snow White. Um... Yeah, I had to. I had to look this up. I didn't even know they were making a series or a show. I, Sorry, a movie. I, I don't think, think I knew either. But just for people who haven't been following, for all the other non-Disney fans uh, <laughs> like myself and Mike, um, it's going to star Rachel Zegler, which I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she recently starred in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, so she was oh. Maria. That's um, who she is. Okay, I was, so I was like, I who wonder, is this? Yeah, okay. Given that she can sing, mm-hmm. as far as I know, like I assume she did the singing at West Side Story. I wonder if this will have songs. 
Oh, I, I would imagine so. I mean, but not they, all of their adaptations, not all of their adaptations have been musicals. No, live action. no, it's true. But I'm assuming um, based on the cast and then um, Gal Gadot is going to play the evil queen. <laughs> and as everyone knows on the show, we're a little bit, we're a little bit divided on Gal Gadot. The yeah, jury's Gal still Gadot. out on her. The jury's still out because again, she's such a great Wonder Woman, but that's everything else. She's been a little, yeah, so anyways, yeah. why I wanted to bring this up. So, um, you know, pause this podcast if it's on radio you can't pause but go back later and look so everyone do yourselves a favor and look up the photo of um rachel zegler as snow white and i just want to take a moment to talk about how god awful this costume is are you sure that's the i'm looking at it right now and it looks fake right (laughs) it looks it does not look like that's real it looks like a party a party city knockoff uh snow white costume so for people like i'll give you a little word picture everyone disney is adhering to the original classic princess design with the blue red and yellow color combination compete complete with puffy sleeves and a long flowing skirt as well as the classic white collar um those are all present as showing a faithful adaptation of the chair's costume and it looks plastic everybody yeah here's my problem mike (laughs) cartoon does not necessarily translate to live action when will disney no. learn when will like they it, it honestly looks plastic like a plastic costume. the colors like um, depending on how they do the cinematography the colors are so wrong they're like primary blue primary red primary yellow like the most garish colors um yeah, I just don't understand what Disney was thinking. Well, I don't. Yeah, it looks terrible. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and their their live action movies have been so hit and miss too that I'm not even. I don't even get a reaction out of like I was very curious when the first couple came out, but now I'm like, yeah, like I've seen the ones that somewhat mad. Like the only one that. The only movie that I really love from Disney that they haven't done is Hercules. Like all the ones that I I knew growing up. I think Hercules would make a good live action one just because of the like Greek mythology or whatever. I think it would translate to live action. Because there's already there's already movies that do that. And there's already examples of how they've done that well. So I I feel like they could could do it or Hercules one. Um, but yeah. I I didn't know anything about this movie. Um, And here's one for you. Mike, just in terms of like an added fact, the film is being directed by the amazing Spider-Man's Mark Webb. Oh, so that's okay. Kind of weird. That is that is because he's the only other. Because Mark Webb came from the kind of a romantic comedy stuff. Like he did Five Hundred Days of Summer. That was one of his, and he did another movie that was relatively relatively well known. Because when he did Spider-Man. They were which Spider-Man is this? Which one? To, um, not uh, Andrew Garfield. The middle one. Okay. Andrew Garfield's two. So not even the most well-received of the franchise. No, no, no. The, the, no. P- as Andrew Garfield calls himself, Peter number three. Yeah, um, unfortunately. So yes, the, the, no, but so again, so like not musical, like not known for... Anyways, I just think Disney will never learn. They keep making the same mistakes. But, you know, 
people keep buying tickets. So clearly they're doing something right. I'm the stooge for not buying into the Disney. And hey, if Disney comes a calling, yeah, become. I will turn. I will change my tune. Uh, Mike, do we have time for one more headline? One more. One more. Yeah, sneak one Um, more in there. Maestro first look, Bradley Cooper transform in, transforms into Leonard Bernstein in a Star is Born follow-up. Not a great plan. So I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's spelled M-A-E-S-T-R-O, so maestro. It's about a, a composer, Leonard Bernstein. And here's, here's why it's not a great plan, Mike. Bradley Cooper is acting, directing, and starring in this movie. Steven Spielberg was originally attached to the film and said, Bradley, like, be my, be my lead. And Bradley went, mm-hmm. oh, Steven, can you actually let me have a chance to research, write, and direct this film instead? And I don't know, like, I don't know how things played out, but that's what's happening. I just think it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but like, what an ego thing to have to write the movie, direct it, and star in it. It's the Ben Affleck syndrome. Yeah, I mean, I think it, there's just so many examples of it not generally going well. Um, and I, again, I don't, I didn't like A Star Is Born, so you know, that's if that's and kind of my example of him doing this, I'm like, mm, I don't. know. It gets into questions about. Um, ageism as well so it's a biopic so mm-hmm. i guess it's following the course of his life like over time because it's also looking at the composer his relationship with his wife and i guess his career over time so some mm-hmm. of the first looks are in bradley cooper's in like um age makeup oh so like the i'll be honest the makeup looks quite good but um you know, it's just interesting timing because a bunch of British actors have just come out this week or uh, I think over the weekend essentially combating ageism, right? Like they're losing, you know, it's the tale of as old as time. You hit a certain age and you get way less work, right? So I don't know. That's interesting to me that he, again, to me, it's just like such ego. Like not only am I going to research, write, direct, and star, I'm going to play him at all stages of life yeah i i think that it's definitely <laughs> instead of the casting the next like step, a, right? <laughs> an elderly you know like uh picking like an actor to play him later right yeah um yeah. so i don't know i just think like yeah. is I, bradley cooper another that movie, good i mean he's definitely a talented actor but i just don't think i've seen enough of his directing i didn't like a star is born either be, yeah, like I didn't, I, I just didn't think, certainly direction wise, there wasn't anything like unique in there. So, um, yeah, I, another movie to keep our eyes on, though. Like, this will be another one we can track. We sometimes do this. We track strange things until they open strange. and we finally go see it. Um, but anyway, that, also, that unfortunately. It's also a Netflix backed film. So, oh, it will well, eventually come to Netflix, it whether or come not to Netflix. Have a theater release, I don't know. But we'll see. Um, we got to end things there, though. Um, thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in this week. Definitely make sure to send in those fan questions if you have them. And we will talk to you next week. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.